Hey everybody and welcome to the Health Tech Podcast where we talk about everything healthcare and technology. I'm your host, James Somaru, and this is your weekly Sunday session. Hey everybody, hope you had a great week this week and happy Sunday. So it's been a good week for Somex this week. We've hired a new person. We've got a growing team. And so if you're a startup, a fund, an accelerator, or a corporate looking to make yourself known in the health tech space, then get in touch. We're doing all sorts of cool, interesting, exciting stuff for companies to help them with their communication in the health tech space. So by all means, get in touch with me while we're still soft launched. We've still got a little bit of capacity to let people in at this point. And so with our new hire, uh, it's given us that bit of capacity. So uh, yeah, definitely get in touch if you uh, want to know more about that. Secondly, I put out a Forbes article this week, so I'm going to tell you a little bit about what led to that and a bit of the content, so that's a bit of a summary for you, and I'll update you on a couple of bits coming up next week too. So, on the Forbes article, this all came about because, well, coronavirus has turned the world upside down, hasn't it? But obviously in health tech, we've seen it be a catalyst really for innovation, and we've talked quite a lot about telemedicine, we talked a lot about how telemedicine has seen this rapid national scale. But there are also some other innovations too that have been making headway in the health tech space. And one of them is virtual reality. And a few people have mentioned a few different things to me. I've been sent a few different press releases and lots of different things going on in the VR space. And it's an interesting one for me because I guess I've always considered VR, I guess a bit gimmicky, perhaps because I don't use it myself or anything. I haven't got any kind of value propositions myself to use it i'm not a gamer that wants it in vr i'm not anybody that's used it for training particularly because i'm not clinical anymore and i'm not experienced that but i've been doing a lot of speaking to people and that's what led to this forbes article and so one big value proposition for vr in health tech has been in education and education in health tech and healthcare is something pretty close to me because i did a clinical education degree and so i've always appreciated the importance of healthcare and i think doing that degree it made me such a better communicator because as a clinician we teach each other our juniors our peers but also even when you're trying to get patients to change their behavior that's an education exercise if you're trying to get them to take medication if you're trying to get them to use a new bit of digital health tech you know you've got to educate them on that stuff and so education and teaching i guess was something that i picked up on as being really important really loved the degree that i did learning all about how different people learn and how to impart information and i think it made me a much better doctor and i think for those of you out there that are interested in education, I think it's definitely something worth doing. I then went on to work at Health Education England and do some other bits in education, but yeah, it all started with doing that degree. And I think one thing that I've seen since coming into the health tech world and something that's you know taken off, I suppose, is VR. And that big value proposition is in education. You, t- you know, if you talk about education being scalable, and the ability to have sort of a one-to-many model or indeed a technology solution that can apply that one-to-many model. VR really is it. And I'm sure for all the clinicians listening, you know, you turn up to that ALS, BLS training where it's all in person and, and you know, quite expensive with the room and, and the course and everything. It's a way of really scaling that type of teaching. And I can always remember as well, you know, it was never really that high fidelity, was it? It was always, I'll oh, pretend this cannula's open, I'll oh, pretend this is this, pretend that is that. Whereas VR can really, really put you in that high fidelity, high risk situation. And one thing for me, when I was doing that simulation type training, 
in person without VR. I always wanted to, I guess, practice it at my own time. I didn't want that to be in front of other people. And that's another thing that VR enables. And so the more reading I've done on this and the more things people have sent me, uh, it's really educated me as to the power of VR when it comes to education. And so I know that there's a few companies like we had Alex on here um, the other day from Verti. So Verti are doing quite a lot in this space. There's lots of people, you know, the big boys like Microsoft as well. But in the education space, there are lots and lots and lots of startups doing interesting stuff and training, you know, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of, of uh, clinicians and retirees and medical students and real big space. Education in VR in health tech right now, healthcare right now. So all of that is talked about in the article. And actually one more bit, I suppose, to that VR, to that uh, VR element in health tech and healthcare and simulation is your reactions as the person undergoing that training can be measured. So as we know, the stakes are super high in real life. You can't really measure quite subjective stuff like communication and teamwork and decision-making under pressure. But when it's all kept in that software system, it's quite easy to then correlate what's going on and what people are being shown to response time and ability to make decisions, etc. So the analytics are extremely powerful, which then you can obviously apply AI machine learning and you can do some really fun stuff. So all of that is talked about. And there's even a quote in there from uh, Cedar Sinai, uh, which is a big medical center in the US and they've been using VR to train their healthcare workers and do some very cool stuff. And the next element of VR is keeping staff and patients safe. And this is where Microsoft have been involved. So they've partnered with Imperial College uh, in London and they've used their mixed reality headset, the HoloLens, which is basically keeping clinicians safe as they treat patients with the virus because what the system does is sends this secure live feed to a computer screen in a nearby room, allowing healthcare teams to see absolutely everything that that doctor is seeing. So the doctor's wearing the, the, the HoloLens and then projecting that image back into a room with other healthcare professionals. So they're able to essentially see that person at safe distance, which has had some interesting uh, follow-on effects as well, because we've seen everything in the news about PPE, and this has radically dropped the amount of PPE being used. And they've said it's dropped it by roughly 700 items per ward per week as less people need to come into contact with patients and so the value of vr on the ground floor of healthcare you know not just as a teaching aid but as this real means of improving clinician and patient safety has been frankly clearly demonstrated and i think any kind of cynicism i had about it being gimmicky have definitely gone and you don't have to just take my word for it and these couple of anecdotal things. There's uh, a few acquisitions that have gone in the space. There's some massive raises going on in the space. So Medtronic recently acquired Digital Surgery, or you might know them as Touch Surgery, which is that uh, VR digital training tool for surgeons. That's a reported nine-figure acquisition. And you cannot deny the power of it in the education space simply because there are unicorns like Quizlet, They've had their $1 billion valuation recently. And only in May this year, an education startup called Bijuice was reportedly in talks to raise $400 million at an eye-watering $10 billion valuation. So when it comes to education, the numbers definitely speak for themselves. So VR has definitely arrived, in my opinion. 
So hope you found that little run through of VR interesting in health tech. So on to one I've got coming up next week. So I'm giving a couple of talks next week. Uh, I'm giving one on communication and messaging for health tech companies and a bit of investment stuff in there. So if anybody's looking to raise it from a startup perspective, then uh, you can tune into that one. That's called the HSE Ventures Workshop. That's on Tuesday, so I'll ping a link to that. And on Thursday, you might have seen that I'm delivering a talk about podcasts, and that's for the Health Foundry. So the Health Foundry, digital health co-working space near Waterloo, they do these lunch and learns whereby they get speakers to come in. Me and a guy called Dan, who runs Digital Health Today, uh, we're going to talk about the power of podcasts. He's going to do more of a theoretical overview. I'm going to talk about how I grew this health tech podcast to over 100 countries that I've got listeners in and you know, 1500 downloads a week and all this so definitely gonna uh give an interesting talk on that i'll give you some real figures i'll show you the back end of the podcast to see where everybody's listening from and i'll coach pretty much everybody listening on how to start a podcast super quickly it's one of the things that we're doing with somex which is a white label podcast service so for those that do want to make themselves known in the health tech space we can do that at somex but if you're willing to put in the work yourself and as i'll explain it is quite a lot of work if you do want to make a good go of it then uh, I will be giving you that kind of rundown uh, at the, the talk on Thursday, and that's at 12.30. So I'll put the links to both those talks in the description of this episode. I'll make sure that you can join into the, the one on Tuesday. I'm not, I don't think it's a closed one, but anyway, I'll stick the link in, in the description. But yeah, that's what I've got coming up next week. And obviously, uh, we've got another episode coming out on Thursday. Let's see who that is. That's with Prashant, the founder of Cure.ai, which is an AI radiology startup. You might have seen that they have done some very interesting things recently, particularly with a COVID-19 product, which I wrote a Forbes article about not that long ago. So had Prashant onto the uh, podcast to talk all about that stuff. So that's going to be a really interesting episode. So tune into that on Thursday. And for listening, I hope you have a wonderful week. Thanks, guys. <laughs>